Today on Locked on Anaheim Ducks, the Ducks are still streaking and so are their SoCal counterparts. We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked on SoCal Hockey. Hey, how about that? Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I say this every Friday. Thank God it's Friday. And I also am just going to lead off by saying this right away. Let the kids play. Over with. Um, I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. You know, I've been covering minor league hockey for... This is my 11th season now. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm not alone. I'm joined by the host of Locked On Los Angeles Kings, Sarah Avampado, whose team is arguably hotter right now in the NHL. Sarah, how do you like that? The Kings on a winning streak also. I'm very excited that our winning streak is better than your winning streak. Ow. I mean, yes, that's very true. So we're going to briefly talk about the last couple Ducks games, which I'll talk about the game against Vancouver for a hot minute. I was supposed to talk about this on Wednesday's show, but as they say in the business, stuff happens. <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but stuff happens. Yeah, uh, Bob Murray, that, that was a whole thing, but I really want to focus on this six-game winning streak the Ducks are on right now. Uh, they had a very chaotic ending to the Vancouver game. They did end up winning in overtime against Vancouver, and John Gibson wanted to tase some guys because he had to save their butts again. And the Ducks allowed 40-plus shots again. <laughs> I could see you nodding along like, yeah, it, it's a bad habit, isn't it? How many times? Four. Okay, cool. In 13 games. Yeah, cool. That's about a third of their games. Is John Gibson ready to taste some guys? I think he might have already, and we just don't know it. Oh, ow. That's very possible, though. Uh, yeah, it was a 3-2 victory over the Vancouver Canucks, and guess what? Troy Terry did a thing in overtime. He got the overtime winner. Uh, but we didn't talk about Jamie Drysdale at all this past week, so I'm going to give him some love for about 20 seconds. He got the steal. He got an assist on that game-winning goal in overtime. We need to give Jamie Drysdale a little bit more love, don't we? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and then there was last night's game against the Kraken. Sarah, you briefly tweeted me during the game, at which point it was 5-4. to four. Um, You saw the preview I did with Erica Ayala. Mm-hmm. I said it would be 5-4. to four. Mm-hmm. Did you expect that kind of chaos to happen? Well, so like 5-4 seemed plausible. What I didn't expect was like, 60% of those goals to all be scored in the same period or whatever. I mean, you're better at math than me, so you probably know exactly how many were, but, like, things escalated quickly in that one. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about that second period. I mean, it was one nothing early on, but that second period, the Ducks just started to score goals left and right, and then it got kind of nasty, didn't it? You had that high elbow. I forgot who threw the elbow. Um, it, it, it'll come to me. But there was a high elbow against Isaac Lundestrom, and he went down in kind of a heap, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, uh, he didn't come back. He was listed immediately as out of the rest of the game with an upper body, but it's the nebulous upper body. We know what that is. He got an elbow up high, practically to his face, and the rest of the Ducks said, you know what, screw this. Like, you're going to do that to our guy. We're going to hit you where it hurts on the scoreboard. And oh, Lausanne, it was Lausanne who got the high elbow on Lundestrom. So that resulted in the Ducks power play. That power play lasted 30 seconds. That was the entire power play they had the entire game. And then Troy Terry, he was at it again. How did you like that goal? Because I know you saw at least that part of the game. Um, how has Troy Terry looked to you recently? 
I mean, he 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 looks well like a guy who does more than just score in a shootout. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look at that. Um, Troy Terry with with his thirteenth consecutive game with at least a point. Only three guys above him now. It's mm-hmm. just Solani and Corey Perry and Ryan Getzloff, and that's the list. So the question is: Troy Terry elite? Oh, you're using that word on me? Uh-huh. Well, look at the company he's with. Is this a fluke? Or is this, like, it? This is a good question. Um, someone did ask me this, and I said it would get to 14 because they're playing Vancouver next. And we've seen how horrible Vancouver is. I think it'll hit 14. I think it's going to stop after that because now the Ducks are going to play some pretty elite teams coming up. Um, I want to throw out this fun stat, and it'll surprise you with this. The Ducks' six-game winning streak, some are saying it's a surprise, some are saying it's a fluke. I'm not going to say it's a complete fluke, but the strength of schedule on average was a .425 winning percentage against the past six teams. The two teams with winning percentages, the Devils and the Blues, of course. But the Devils, that's kind of surprising, isn't it? Yeah, weird stuff's happening over there. Yeah, but then you have Montreal and Arizona's winning percentages that are way down there. And that puts the average to about 425. That's about not what I expected, to be honest. I thought it would be worse. I thought it would be like a 0.35% or something like that. 425 winning percentage, that's not exactly a huge strength of schedule for the Ducks. And this kind of alludes to what you said. Is it sustainable? I'm going to say no. (laughs) No, it's not sustainable. Troy Terry's playing out of his mind. I did predict it. But this is against... Vancouver, Seattle, Arizona, Montreal. Not exactly the cream of the crop, are they? Yeah, and I'm also sure that like his... Again, you're the numbers person. I'm just here for, for the vibes. Um, his shooting percentage, I'm sure, is just like off the charts right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, last time I checked, his shooting percentage was about 30%. Oh, yeah. No, that, that ain't it. That ain't it? No. Um, what is the average? I, the average is around 10% I think for, so. for a shooting percentage. So when you have a shooting percentage right now of 33 and a third percent, oh, well. leading the NHL. Ooh, cool. Well, good job, Troy Terry. Enjoy that while it lasts. It's not going to last, is it? No. Look at the shooting percentage of the previous season, 10%. I, will, I mean, in fairness to Troy Terry... He's all over the map because his he, he goes the first year was two games. We don't I don't care about that. But he goes sixteen percent and then drops down to five point five percent and then this last year was ten percent. And this year's like he this is why people are confused by Troy Terry. Because you have no idea what he's gonna do. Putting him on the line with Ryan Getzloff, I think helps both of them mm-hmm. symbiotically. <laughs> I don't know. Is that the right word to use here? Is this a, like, Ducks Venom crossover kind of thing? Maybe. I mean, who who knows? Oh, another fun one. Troy Terry's almost matched last season's point total. Well, he had 20 all of last season. He's got 19 now. He'll get 20 in the next game. What if he never scores again? He'll score again. Okay. There's 68 games left. What if he never scores again? He'll score again. The world's worst scoreless streak it's not gonna happen (laughs) i don't know you can't not cause this chaos but just just suggesting it uh looking ahead on the coming games as to is this sustainable or not their schedule coming if they have vancouver again they can beat the canucks again at home 
Then they have the Capitals, the Hurricanes, the Predators, and the Avalanche. Yee, that's a little scary. Well, I mean, scary, scary, sort of scary, question mark? Like, the Predators, I still don't 100% know what they are. I don't think they know what they are. You still don't believe in them, do you? No, I don't. Um, And the Avalanche are, I mean, they're still a good team, but they're not doing as good as expected. And Nate McKinnon is out now for... Like, That's right. some sort of amount of time with some sort of injury. I forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me yeah. of that. Yeah, and, like, we, we know that the Avalanche have been able to weather the storm. Um, that's as close to an Avalanche pun as I can get. But they have been a good team without some of their top guys. But looking at their results this year, plus working in a new goaltender since Grubauer left, mm-hmm. um, the Avalanche are still scary, but I'm not as scared of them as I would have been previously. So would it be out of... The realm of, I guess, absurdity, if I were to predict that the Ducks could win four of their next six games, Vancouver, Washington, Carolina, Nashville, Colorado, Ottawa, would it be completely absurd for me to say that? No. I think that it's plausible. It's Also, pl- like, all of Ottawa still has COVID. So I I the don't Belleville Senators. Yeah, cuz like so guy if if you're on the COVID protocol list, you're out for like 10, 10 games days. minimum or whatever. 10 days. 10 days. So today's the 12th. 12th. They they might be back by then. Some of, Some them. of them. Yeah. Right. So you could still theoretically be playing the Belleville Senators and maybe I don't know who their ESL is Brampton still a thing. Sure. Like it it isn't good. Yeah, uh, we're up against this, so we're going to head to this first intermission, but let's talk about everyone's favorite protein bar. You know what it is. It's your favorite, right? It's Bilt Bar. What do you love about Bilt Bar? Just to mix it up. That it's, uh, they come to my mailbox and I don't have to go anywhere to get them. That's amazing. You know, they only have 130 calories on average, mm-hmm. only 4 grams of protein on average, mm-hmm. and 17 grams of protein on average. Mm-hmm. You know how much the average piece of pumpkin pie has? One million. What? Yeah, 1 million calories practically. Somewhere around 350 calories, which is a lot. And with Thanksgiving coming, you kind of want that decadent sweet built bar. Ooh, using decadent in the built bar ad read. But anyway, head over to built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% discount on your next order of built bar. What's your favorite flavor, by the way? All of them. All of them is your, her, her favorite. Yeah. Cookie dough for me. Mm-hmm. So head over to built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get a 15% discount on next order of Built Bar. My suggestion to everyone out there is to eat what you want to eat and eat a Built Bar and a piece of pie if you want to. Don't let capitalism <laughs> tell you what to eat. To eat with your heart. Thank you. Google intuitive eating. You're welcome. I can't. First intermission, stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On SoCal Hockey, not in SoCal, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and you're also locked in with Sarah Avampato from Locked On LA Kings. Sorry, Los Angeles Kings. How much do you like LA City as opposed to Los Angeles? It's not a thing. Stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> Tell that to your team. I do, and they don't listen to me. Well, they should listen to you. L.A. City is not a thing. Just no. like Anaheim City will never be a thing. No, and Chi-Town is not a thing. Or Chi-Town, exactly. I know this is a California podcast, but let me have my moment. Yeah. 
Oh, we could talk crap about other cities all you want. So, Troy Terry, points week of 13, we talked about that. Uh, we got to talk about Ryan Getzloff a little bit, don't mm-hmm. we? Mm-hmm. Because he got multiple points last night. It was revealed this morning that Ryan Getzloff did get an assist on that last goal by Troy Terry as an empty netter. So, in fact, Getzloff has 14 assists this season. Guess what? That is among the league leaders in the NHL for assists. In fact, if you look at the assists, I know I could find this really quickly. I think he leads or is tied for the league. No, one away from the league lead in assists. If it wasn't for the Edmonton Oilers, he'd be... (laughs) How do you like that? If it wasn't for the Oilers, he'd be leading the league in assists right now. So what you're saying is we need to disappear the Oilers. We do. Okay. We need to disappear them. I'm on it. And then Getzy would be leading the league in assists with mm-hmm. 14. Mm-hmm. Points-wise, he has 15. There's a few guys on top of him, but look at Troy Terry. Points, 19. Only three guys ahead of Troy Terry in the points. This is kind of surprising to you, isn't it? What did you do with the old Troy Terry? <laughs> the one that, like, you could dedicate a whole week to talking about how people thought he was a bust. No, he's not a... a... I, I know he's not, but people sure as heck said they said he was, and now he's, like, going to go bump off Connor McDavid or something. You know what? We can dedicate a whole segment to this right now. <laughs> Troy Terry is not a bust. I had my predictions earlier this season saying he's going to break out and score 20 to 25 goals of the season. He's already halfway there. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of doubters out there. You weren't one of them, were you? I didn't really give much thought to Troy no, Terry in general. But we, we did hear that. Yes. There was a lot of doubters out there and a lot of people saying, no, he's a effing bust. That's how bad it was. Mm-hmm. Has he shut up the naysayers? Maybe. My question is, A, is it sustainable? B, how much of it is a product of the line mates that he's playing with? Like, when the inevitable regression comes how bad is it going to be? Because like we just talked about, his shooting percentage is like 8 billion. Yeah. So that's not going to stay that way. If it does, I'm concerned. That'd be surprised. Yeah. Well, I look at his two line mates as being the elder statesman of the team. You know, Adam Henrique, we've talked about this several times. How do you like the Adam Henrique revenge tour? I mean, A+. plus. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he showed them. Mm-hmm. And then Ryan Getzloff, mm-hmm. who's coming to 1,000 points. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a residue of those two guys really showing their veteran presence mm-hmm. and helping this young guy out. I mean, we, we I knew that Troy Terry was capable of this kind of season. Maybe not to this level, but I, I was hopeful that he would be capable given the right line mates. Mm-hmm. So part of it maybe is a residue of playing with Getzloff and Henrique. Maybe part of it is being on that power play unit with... Another guy, Kevin Shattenkirk, who's re-emerging. That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. WTF, guys. Yeah. But, you know, let's talk about Troy Terry. 13 consecutive games. And we'll give a shout-out here, too, to Locked on NHL. Joe DiBiase and Rachel Donner talked about this very thing earlier this morning. They were surprised by the start with Anaheim. They were very surprised with Troy Terry. Are, are you surprised? Yes. Because he, like, people wanted to, people wanted to trade him, like... Four months ago. Ooh, yes, you're right. He did. Was he... Did they protect him for Seattle? They did. Okay. They protected him. Actually, you know what? That's kind of funny that you brought this up because they just played Seattle. Mm -hmm. They gave up the spot to Hayden Fleury in order to protect Troy Terry. So maybe that's not a bad move in hindsight. Maybe the Ducks knew what they were doing. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. 
because I know who they needed to protect. Mm -hmm. And Troy Terry was kind of one of those fringe guys like, do you protect him, do you not? Right. Now that he's been protected, now we see the dividends. Maybe the Ducks were onto something after all. Yeah, I mean, I and like I like Hayden Fleury well enough, but having seen him in kind of paying attention to the Hurricanes, he's always been kind of a tweener. Like he never, he never a hundred percent has really gotten the trust of the co- like coaches. And I feel like even in Seattle, I'm pretty sure he has been in and out of the lineup. He wasn't so, in last night. Yeah, and so he it 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 you know as frustrating as that move was to trade for Fleury and lose both him and then Yanni Hockenpah, like, as part of that trade, like, you had, both teams ended up with nothing. Right. But, you know, Troy Terry clearly is killing it. So let's have a little fun with this. Uh-oh. Before we head to the second admission. How many goals do you think he can get this season? How He's many got two? 11 over 14 games. Let's go with... 27. Ooh, 27. I like that. I'm going to go higher, Bob, higher. I'm going to say 33 goals. I think he's going to be a third. I think he's a third over there. 33. Okay. 33 goals this season. And I think it could be even higher than that, too. But I'm going to be on the safe side and say 33. You're right. That is not sustainable. So Mm -hmm. I will give you full, like, you're correct. Mm -hmm. 28. I mean, it, it seems like it could be right, but it also seems kind of low given the start he's had and given how much he's yelling with his line mates and also the power play. He's mm-hmm. been on that first power play unit. Mm-hmm. And the Ducks are killing it on the power play. They're fourth. Fourth in the league. That's I don't want to talk about that. Okay, we won't talk about that. that so, that's so, 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 math guy. Math guy. Yeah. Um, say that this is sustainable for Troy Terry. Say that this is the player that he is. Holy crap. Um, okay. What pace is he on if he continues to play at this pace? Oh. Like. He could have a 60-goal season at this pace. Is, right. So what you're telling me is your prediction oh, is here we go. Oh. that Troy Terry is a 60-goal scorer. No, don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> no, don't do that. Fans, the expressions and views from Sir Avampato are not part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On cares. <laughs> He's not going to score 60 goals this season. Not happening. No. Alex Ovechkin, watch your back. No, don't say that. Although, although you are right. I mean, he is right there with Ovechkin. He's tied with Ovechkin in goals. Oh, shoot. Don't look at me with that tone of voice. Yes, I know he's tied with 11 goals with Ovechkin. It's not going to last because Alex Ovechkin is Alex Ovechkin and Troy Terry is up and coming. Locked on podcast. You heard it here first. Uh, Troy Terry <laughs> no. is the new Alex Ovechkin. <laughs> Tweet it out. God, we're going to head to a second break before you get me in trouble here. All right, so let's talk about betonline.ag. Maybe there's a line on betonline as to how many goals that he's going to score. I'm going to do some live research while you talk about betonline.ag being the one place that has you covered and the one place we trust. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that should totally, if it isn't a line, you should go email them and say, dear betonline.ag, I would like to bet on Troy Terry because betonline is, of course, the number one place for basically all of your sports betting needs. Uh, They have revamped their website. It's new and shiny and exciting uh, just in time for all of the other sports to start doing stuff. Uh, We've got basketball. Football is doing things. Hockey is gearing up. Baseball is dead to us. 
us. Um, we've got basically anything you can think of. You can find on betonline.ag. There's props, odds, lines, and all sorts of cool stuff. And when you're there, if you use our special promo code, you can get uh, some sort of bonus. A f- okay, so if you use promo code locked on, you'll get a fifty percent welcome bonus. So give me give me a number. Pi. No, <laughs> that's an irrational number. Seventy-two. So if you make your first deposit of $72, you'll get a $36 welcome bonus. Boom. There it is. That could buy me at least two and a half pies. Oh, God. BetOnline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And what should they do, Sarah? Eat and gamble responsibly. That's exactly correct. What is this Grand Salami? Home goals and a... Wow, that's interesting. So apparently there's an over-under for Friday night... For 29 and a half goals total tonight. That's kind of neat. But no Troy Terry lines. Well, that's a missed opportunity if you ask me. Or you know what? They, you know what could be a line? Who will score the most goals this season? Who will be the Rocket Richard winner? I feel like that should be a line. I mean, Troy Terry could be up there. Oh, okay. Alex Ovechkin, watch your back. Okay, we're going to head to the second intermission. We'll, we'll talk some more on the other side. Welcome back to this Friday edition of Locked on SoCal Hockey. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez, and that is Sarah Avampato. Allegedly. Wow, one word but many syllables. I, I kind of dig it. I like the $10 words now mm-hmm. that we're using. Mm-hmm. This is all part of the Locked on Podcast Network, and we'll quickly talk about Ryan Gesloff, because we did allude to this, that he was added as an assist on last night's game, so he is now at 997. He's three points away from 1,000. Mm-hmm. I can do that math. Next three games. Yeah. Against the Canucks, against the Capitals, against the Hurricanes. Does he hit 1,000 in this homestand? He hits 1,000 against the Canucks. What? He's three points away and the Canucks are terrible. Are you saying what I think you're saying? Yes. Say it to the crowd. That do not sue me if I'm wrong. Ryan Getzloff gets like three points against the Canucks. Heck yes. Ooh. That's spicy. I think it's fun. You're going to give him three points against the Canucks. They're so bad. How many goals did you score against the Canucks last time? Three. Only three. Well, who, who didn't? Someone just like steamrolled them yesterday. Good point. So you want to tell the Ducks fans what they should do for Sunday's game? Buy tickets? Uh, yeah, go go to the game. Put up a bunch of signs that say Ryan Getzloff score three points or else. <laughs> um... <laughs> Cheer real hard for him. Don't tell the Kings fans that I said any of this because they'll be mad because I said like two nice things about Ryan Getzloff. But yeah, go to the game. Check it out. Like, if he doesn't score three points, I mean, I, I, I legal terms and conditions apply. I will not <laughs> accept responsibility for being wrong. But it wouldn't it be funny. That's really like, like I said, I'm here for the vibes. That'd be funny. Yeah. You know, it'd be really kind of neat. The game against the Capitals. Yes. If Ovechkin passes into fourth place all time in goals. And gets he gets a thousand points mm. on that same game. That's more realistic because Ovechkin's just one goal away, right? Yep. Yeah, one goal away, and gets he's three. He, that could happen too. That could, yeah. That could. That is feasible. Mine's funnier though. <laughs> or he might do it against the Carolina Hurricanes. Maybe that could happen too. Yeah. All right, Ooh, you got the Freddie Anderson revenge game. Oh yeah, that, that'll be fun. 
There's no easy way to segue out of that, but we're going to put on our serious hats here and talk about the Bob Murray saga that just took place in Anaheim. Uh, he he resigned from his post because of various reasons. The workplace abuse, the intimidation, all that stuff. Good on the Ducks for getting this done and over with right away. I mean, I, I don't think I've actually heard your comments on here about all that's happened in the past 72 hours. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's... I mean, first off, I mean, it, you, you can't forget the human angle of... You know, Bob Murray is going through a tough time. He has admitted himself into a rehab program to deal with alcohol abuse issues. And, you know, I think that no matter who you are, you want to wish the best for him that he can get the help he needs. From a workplace perspective, this is absolutely 100% the right choice. Uh, It is frustrating that it took this long for anything to happen, because even if you're not plugged into the Ducks world, you hear the rumors of him creating a, you know, putting on my HR professional hat, a hostile work environment for people, you know, a toxic workplace that people do not want to be at. Um, and it doesn't matter who you are. He is apparently not great to them. So from, from a work specific like perspective, this is the best outcome of right. he is allowed to leave. He goes and gets the help he needs. And, you know, I think that I like the fact that this hotline thing, someone actually trusted it to come forward and that something actually happened with it. The Ducks actually said, okay, we will take this report and look into it. And, you know, I think also for, for Bob Murray as a person, it's the best outcome because I think that had this been allowed to go on and, you know, hypothetically, you know, that say the Ducks didn't renew his contract at the end of this, he went on to another job, never addressed any of the actual issues that were, you know, causing him potentially to be this way. So Right. I mean, it does it the drinking doesn't absolve him right. from treating others this way. Right. It really doesn't. Right. And I'm glad that they kind of nipped this in the butt. And I'm glad someone had the trust in the hotline, but also I'm glad that the voices are speaking up now. Mm-hmm. Like we almost feel empowered to say right. something, especially what happened here in Chicago a couple right. weeks ago. This is probably the best case scenario for the Anaheim Ducks right now. And it's good that they're moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to have you on to talk about this because the new guy in charge, Jeff Solomon, mm-hmm. he's been given the keys to the franchise for yeah. the next six months, essentially. Looking back now, especially, this was a perfect hire yeah. for the Anaheim Ducks. And you saw the work he did with the Kings. I don't right. know if you could talk about that for yeah, I mean, a few he, seconds. He basically has been their like, cap genius for years of all the wheeling and dealing logistics you need to build a team and keep that team competitive and stay under the cap and everything. You know, it, it was a shame that he left L.A. I understand why he did. Um, you know, part of it, I'm sure, was the whole, like, we're going to go in a different direction. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think that leadership there probably also knew that he aspired to more than just his role. And Rob Blake isn't going anywhere. Nope. Luke Robitaille is not going anywhere. Nope. So th- this was kind of the best option for him. And he didn't really have to move. Yeah, exactly. He's in Southern California. And now that he's been given the keys... Now the big question is, where does he go from here? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you move forward from this? I think we're seeing it right now. We're seeing the Ducks' big improvement. They have the capability. They might be buyers in the trade deadline what? coming up. Yeah, we haven't heard that in a long time. So it's almost like the sky's the limit for him. I personally, as of right now, 
I would think he'd be the front runner to be the permanent GM mm-hmm. for the Ducks. Wouldn't you agree? Oh yeah, I mean he has the experience. He is respected, I think, by yes. people even like just outside of Southern California. It's not just our teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's respected across the league and makes smart choices. And it'll be interesting to see how how he handles this season because I do think a lot of people think it is kind of a fluke that like it's not you know like we said Troy Terry's not shooting at thirty three percent all year. Right. Like things are going to normalize at some point. And what does he do with that? Does he hold Pat? Does he buy anyway? Like, I think that'll be a big test of when the Ducks struggle, if, the, if they struggle. That'll be nice. What does he do? How does he react? Um, I, I think if they do continue this winning ways, like, if they do actually win four of the next six games, that would put him right up there, believe it or not, with the Edmonton Oilers. They're second right now in the division. And if you realistically think... You could make some kind of noise in the playoffs. Wow, I said this word finally. Mm. Playoffs. We're talking about playoffs. If Jeff Solomon thinks that the Ducks can make some kind of noise this season and maybe turn some heads, they could be the biggest surprise in the NHL by far this season and really do something in the deadline. Gross. And I... Wait, we got to talk about, I mean, your team too. I mean, just to kind of close up. Mm-hmm. So Sarah and I... We saw the rankings, and we're just going to like close kind of silly here just to bring some brevity back. Our power rankings were not that good no. for either of our teams. No. The Ducks were 22nd. The mm-hmm. Kings were 25th. Mm-hmm. They frankly should have been higher, shouldn't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. yeah. So we're going to end the week with this, and this is to all the other Locked On hosts. We're going to call the other 30 hosts out. Putting the Ducks at 22nd, that's disrespect. Putting the Kings at 25th, that's disrespect. I miss the days of SoCal being the gauntlet that everyone goes through. I miss those days. I want those days back so bad because it makes for fun hockey. Don't you agree? Yes, but actually I'm okay with everyone underestimating the Kings because that way whenever we beat them all, it's going to be that much better. Because then you get like Toronto whining about like, oh, how did we, we got, you got beat by the Kings. They're old and they're terrible. Newsflash. Hi. Um, we've only got like two old guys on the team. The Ooh. rest of them are like, yeah. So conversely, the Ducks are being underestimated. You mean all these kids are beating us? Same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean it's like this eighteen-year-old named McTavish and this nineteen-year-old named Zegerson? Who's this Troy Terry? Wasn't he a bust? Yeah. So do whatever you want with the Ducks, but I, as a, as the Locked On Kings host, feel free to continue to think we're garbage. <laughs> so that way, whenever uh, we beat your teams. I get much more satisfaction out of it. That's just me, though. Oh, a lot A lot of the other hosts think the Ducks are garbage, too. Yeah, both. They I absolutely think, do. Yeah, that's fine. But disrespecting both our teams. That's, they can disrespect me all they want. We'll see it on yeah. the score sheet. Yeah, so, you know, to all the other locked-on hosts, those rankings, I know I had a lot of fans call out the hosts. Disrespect both our teams, and look what's going to happen. Both our teams are going to be up there in the standings. Wouldn't it be great if the Ducks and the Kings... Make the playoffs. I'd laugh forever. I would just laugh so much. Let's hope for that. Yeah. All right. That's a great way to end the week. Um, Where can the fine folks find you on the socials, find your podcasts, and all that jazz? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. Currently, I'm mourning the fact that Alec Martinez has 50 stitches in his face because of someone on the Minnesota Wild hit him in the face with a skate. Uh, I don't know who you are, but I'm coming for you. Uh, So you can find me on Right Said Sarah on the Twitters. Uh, Locked on Kings is available wherever you get your podcasts at Locked on LA Kings. Maybe doing a special show devoted just to like 
Alec Martinez prayer circle. I know he's not on my team anymore, but listen, I do what I want. Uh, Locked on NHL, you can hear me on Wednesdays. I occasionally do say nice things about the Ducks, I promise. Uh, And that is at Locked on NHL Pods on Twitter and all those shows available wherever you get your podcasts. It's true. She she said some very nice things about the Ducks a couple weeks ago. I did. And I appreciated that. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, you can find me on the Twitters at StimpyJD, and you can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks, and you can find Locked on Ducks and Locked on Los Angeles Kings. It's free and available across all platforms, including Odyssey, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Podbean. Morse code. Morse code. <laughs> Thank you. Smoke signal. <laughs> I, I, I'm done. Pony Express. Pony. <laughs> oh, what else am I forgetting? Oh, thanks for making Locked on Ducks maybe your first listen or Locked on Kings. Maybe go check out Locked on LA Kings as well because Sarah's had some nice stuff to say about the Ducks recently. I'm like, that's awesome. You can pay me later. <laughs> no, don't tell them that. And also, don't forget to check out Locked on Bets with your boy Q. Make that your second or third listen on the Locked on Podcast Network. Sarah... As always, thanks for coming on. Of course. <laughs> Is that it? That's it. Okay. We're done. For <laughs> for locked she's staring at me, folks. For locked on Anaheim Ducks, that was Sarah Avampato. I'm Jason JD Hernandez saying have a great weekend. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another. And Sarah, what should ducks and kings always do? Eat the pie and the bill bar. <laughs> Fly together. Quack, quack, quack. Yeah. That's communication.